What's going on, everybody? Make sure you watch PFL and Bellator. Well, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be over because it's Thursday. Um, dude, let's not get into it. But make sure you watch the UFC this weekend. Again, it's another thin card. But it should be a good one, so enjoy. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Later. Back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. I'm Adrian. Bro, a lot of stuff has happened, right? Maybe not fight-wise. I mean, we got the second PFL event. I believe that is either happening today or tomorrow. I think it's happening tomorrow because they're going to go head-to-head with Bellator. Of course, Patricio Pitbull will take on Sergio Pettis. And I can't say he's the first. I said champ, champ, champ. But it'll be one of significance, right? Because... I believe one championship has done it before, but they're barely breaking into the U.S. market, so that's different for them, you know. But yeah, man, we're going to look at those cards. We're going to talk about the Conor McGregor sexual allegations that he's facing. We're going to talk about the UFC fights that were announced. Of course, Mike Holloway will take on Korean Zombie in Singapore. Cody Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen, I said Cody. I always get his name confused. I apologize, Corey. Corey Sanhagen will take on, of course, who I believe is the uncrowned champion, Umar Nurmagomedov. It's the same day as Nathan Diaz versus Jake Paul. So they're going to be going head-to-head. We'll see what happens there. Um, It's a smart play by the UFC because they know a lot of people are big fans of Umar Nurmagomedov. But I don't know if it's smart to go up against someone like Nate Diaz. Like, August 5th will be Nate Diaz coming out party not only because he's going solo with Real Fight Incorporated or Real Fight Inc., but it's also going to show his star power. If if August 5th goes well for him, which I believe it will, not, not him winning the fight, but in the business aspect. And if he wins, so technically, excuse me, I'm sorry if you heard of that. There's two things going on here. If Nate has a fight, right? Like a physical fight. Like the fighter side of him. And then there's Nate the businessman. If Nate the fighter wins and Nate the businessman loses, that gives him less leverage than what he would like when he goes back to the UFC. However, if he loses as a fighter and wins as a businessman, that still gives him some type of leverage. Because by all intents and purposes, Nate should be able to beat Jake Paul, even though Jake Paul is bigger than him. But if Nate, the businessman, wins, like in the pay-per-view sales and all that stuff, and Nate, the fighter, wins, like he wins the boxing fight, that gives him all types of leverage when dealing with the UFC again. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to see what happens. It should be a great fight. This should be a great day. 
And then the UFC also announced um, Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Just got the press release for the UFC Boston card. This reward says, The UFC makes highly anticipated return to Boston with two compelling championship belts. In the main event, UFC Bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling plans to silence the number two ranked Sean O'Malley. In the co-main event, UFC strawweight champion Zhang Wei Li takes on number four ranked Amanda Lemus. That's a crazy fight. But let me see if I got anything about Korean Zombie. Let's see, let's see. Nope, nothing. So, I know the UFC also announced Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. That's kind of crazy, right, that they announced that because, like, what does that do for Max? But at the same time, it's smart because if Yair wins, they're doing an immediate rematch for Volk. But if Volk wins, what Max is trying to do is beef up um, his wins. That's a smart move, man. I like that move. I like that move a lot. It's crazy. It's crazy. It says, it says right here. Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Corey Sanhagen versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Headline Fight Night events this summer. The UFC is globetrotting with a trio of new Fight Night events. UFC President Dana White announced Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie for Singapore this summer plus a headliner in Nashville and Paris cards. Now this Paris card is weird because I thought it would have been... Um, Pavlovich, Sergei Pavlovich, but instead it's Sergei Spivak. Why not took to social media to confirm three new fights. Corey Sanhagen versus Umar Nurmagomedov headlines. UFC returned to Nashville on August 5th. Holloway versus Zombie leads UFC in Singapore on August 26th. And Cyril Gunn versus Sergei Spivak tops the promotions return to Paris on September 2nd. See, I thought they would go with Pavlovich, but then I've also heard rumors that they're looking at Pavlovich to fight Jones. So we'll see about that. It goes on to say, Holloway versus Korean Zombie is an all-action dream fight. A few years past its prime, Holloway is locked out of a featherweight title scene after three losses to reigning champion Alexander Volkanovsky. But recent wins over Arnold Allen and Yair Rodriguez keep him at the top of the pack. Korean Zombie is coming off his own loss to Volkanovsky, but went 3-1 and one in the fights preceding it. Yeah, see? And then it goes, Sanhagen has been trouted by many of the future world champion. He fell short in his big moment, but looked renewed following consecutive wins over Marlon Vera and Song Yedong. He draws Nurmagomedov, the cousin of former lightweight champion Habib Nurmagomedov, and boasts an undefeated record at 16-0. Umar Nurmagomedov hasn't lost a round in the Uf- in four UFC appearances. Telling you guys, he's the uncrowned champ. Who? Why don't you guys believe me? He's the uncrowned champ. Tell me who's better. Who's better at bantamweight? Tell me. I'll wait. One, two, three. You can't. You can't tell me because you don't know. You can't. You can't tell me. Tell me, please. Please tell me. Says Gon returns home to Paris following a terrible performance in a vacant UFC heavyweight championship tilt with John Jones gain. Headline UFC is debut in Paris. Last year, and defeated Taitu Ibasa in one of the most exciting fights of 2022. Standing across from him is Spivak, a prolific finisher coming off three consecutive stoppages. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. These guys are awesome. And before I forget, we're going to look into these fights because I forgot to do that last week. And I feel really bad about that. So we're going to look at PFL. We're going to look at PFL. Andre Dilijo will take on Maurice Green. I believe that's his name. 
But this is Andre Dillier's debut. I wonder if he wasn't going to fight in the tournament. And then because of what happened, they asked him if he could fight in the tournament. You know? That must have been a real blow to PFL, man. That sucks. I feel bad for them. Francis Ngannou will be there, apparently. That should be good. That should be good. Lisa Pacheco will return. She used that too. She fighting. Amber Laybrock. Laybrock. Amber Laybrock. She's 1-0. So they're both coming off a win. They usually don't do that. That's crazy. Dude, Larissa Pacheco's a minus 1250 favorite. Dang, bro. That is nuts. Nuts. But look, look. This Amber girl has six points. Larissa only has three. So, you know, Larissa's coming for the points, man. She's coming for the points. But we'll see, man. Larissa Pacheco, of course, she's the one that beat Kayla Harrison. She just didn't beat Kayla Harrison. She dominated her. She dominated her, and everybody knows how high I am on Kayla Harrison. The UFC is high on Kayla Harrison, or was high on Kayla Harrison. I don't know. But there's a reason there's no longer a lightweight division and a featherweight division instead. And Larissa's trying to make history and become champ champ. I mean, that's what it is to me. Even though I know it's a tournament style, they don't have champions, or whatever, whatever. You guys know what I mean. But that's it for PFL. There's more fights. We'll break it down the next episode. Let's go to UFC because to me the big fight this weekend is Bellator because of the people they have on there. Okay. E another thing card. Now I'm starting to notice a trend here for the UFC. They put these thing cards on the Apex because they probably know they're not gonna sell well, but at the same time they meet their quota with ESPN. So we got in the main event we got Marvin Vittori versus Jerry Cannon here. And then in the comment event you got my boy Armin Sarukian. Versus Joaquin Silva. I don't know who that is. I probably do know who that is, but by name I don't. Armin Petrosian versus Christian Leroy Duncan. Pat Sabatini versus Lucas Almeida. Manuel Torres versus Nicolas Mota. Nicolas Dalby versus Maslim Sakimanov. That's the main card. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Again, the the apex cards you can kind of see what they're doing here but it is what it is man so i like vittori in this one even though their strength matchup well this is gonna be a good fight don't miss this one don't miss it and of course armin sarukian versus joaquin silva that's another crazy one right there i cannot wait for that fight i'm surprised they gave him joaquin silva instead of trying to reschedule him with hanato moicano but it is what it is. Armin Sarukian, that guy's going to be a problem. How old is Armin? Armin's only 26. Like, he's only going to get better. He's only 26. Now, let's go Bellator, the big one this weekend. To me, Bellator cards are always special. And they didn't, like, we're going to get into it. But, like, remember how I kept saying that they were trying to sell? Now I'm saying that they're looking for a partner. I haven't read too much into it. But we're going to look at it together. But let's... Look at the card, and then we'll get into that. Cool, cool. Even if you're not cool with it, we're still going to do it anyway. But if you want to go away, make sure you give me a like on whatever platform you're listening to. And then the YouTube videos are coming. I know I keep saying that, but they are. Trust, trust. Let's look at this main card. Vadim Nankov will take on Yoel Romero. Sergio Perez will defend against Patricio Pitbull. And I looked at a picture of Pitbull. He looks kind of rough. I hope he can take some hits because... 
If that picture's any indication, I like Sergio's chances in this fight. Corey Anderson will take on Phil Davis. Daniel James will take on Gokhan Sarikam. So, crazy fights going on. I mean, Bellator, when they come up with a good card, it's worth watching. I know they're short, but they're on Showtime. And we're going to get into the possible PFL merger. But what a fight. What a fight this is. Like I said before, now that I think of it, I think one championship has had champ, champ, champs. But I don't feel that's as significant as if Bellator or UFC had a champ, 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 you know. Because nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. And people are going to talk about this, I'll tell you that much. People will talk about if Patricio Pitbull makes history tomorrow. Yeah, because by the time you listen to this, it will be Friday. But I like Patricio a lot. Again, if he wins this fight, I'll consider him one of the greats. I don't care if he doesn't fight in the UFC. I don't. I really don't. Like, we have to start considering people fighting outside the UFC that can be a great too. But because you have this idea, we have this idea because the UFC was the first one. I don't know if that will ever be possible. Will Davis versus Corey Anderson. And that's the other thing, right? Like, people look at, well, look, they have these two guys that used to fight in the UFC. I'm like, yeah. But they're a challenger brand, bro. Like, it's like Coke and Pepsi. Will Coke, I mean, will Pepsi ever beat Coke? No, but they're, they're going to be bringing down their necks. Especially if this merger is true. Like, if this merger is true, watch out, MMA world. Look at what this says. Look at what this says. Scott Coker confirms Bellator. Looking for a partner. PFL is definitely in the conversation. The rumors just might be true. Bellator president Scott Coker confirmed Thursday to MMA Junkie and other reporters that the promotion and parent company Viacom are exploring options for a potential business partnership. Addition, Coker confirmed that rival promotion PFL is one of the companies in discussion. Been out there, Coker said, following Bellator 297 ceremonial face-off. Bellator has been looking to take a partner that's really been Viacom that's been handling that. So we'll see where that nets us. We'll probably have clarity in the next 60 to 90 days, so about three months. About three months, we're going to know. PFL is definitely in the conversation. There's a couple of conversations going on right now with Viacom and other companies. PFL is definitely one of them. I mean, but what is it? Because they had a thing with Strike Force. Like, cause I don't, I don't think Showtime realizes what they had with Strike Force, but... This is already the second time they're looking to do this because I, I want to know if it was Showtime that decided to sell it because I don't think so because Showtime still owns a lot of the rights of the Strike Force film. Like that's why when Tyron Woodley fought Jake Paul, it was on Showtime. So Showtime was able to show his highlights from Strike Force. There's been much buzz about a potential sell and or merger in recent months since a YouTube video posted by the Todd. Ankins show surfaced on social media, but Thursday was the first time Coker or anyone from Bellator confirmed some truth of it. UFC President Dana White originally mentioned he heard of a potential sell too during a post-fight news press conference after one of his events. Coker declined to go into any further details, saying a deal will have to be figured out first. Let's just see what happens, Coker said. It could go a lot of different ways. I mean, I don't know, man. They had something with Strike Force. It felt that way with Bellator for a while. And at the same time, like the Bellator thing kind of fell off because they're on Fridays. A lot of the Strike Force card was on Saturdays. And there was more talent, right? But the problem is there was nobody like Connor. Like, one thing I need people to realize is 
there's no Ronda Rousey without Scott Coker. Because remember, Dana White said, I'll never let women fight in the UFC. I sound like a broken record, but Scott Coker's to thank for that. Can you imagine having Vadim Nenkov in the UFC, bro? Can you imagine what AJ McKee would do, what Patricio would do? And I'm not saying everybody, bro. Not everybody, but there are some killers. Look, look at what Chandler's doing. Now, don't come at me with Chandler's record because you know you're excited when Chandler fights. Let's read this before we get into the Connor news. Actually, I'll read this last because that Connor news is kind of sad. Um, Conor McGregor accused the raping woman at NBA Finals game. He denies all allegations. Conor McGregor has been accused of raping a woman at the Game 4 of the NBA Finals earlier this month, but the UFC star says the allegations are not true. According to the, according to the demand letters authorized by attorney Ariel Mitchell that were sent to McGregor, the NBA and the Miami Heat this week, the incident happened just after the Nuggets had won 106-95 to on June 9th at the Caseya Center in Florida. McGregor played a big part in the entertainment that night. He sat courtside. He had courtside seats, and even participated in the halftime skit where he punched a he mascot multiple times while promoting his Tidal Spot Recovery Spray. Tittle, tittle, not Tidal, tittle. But according to the letters obtained by TMZ, at one point later on during the evening. He violently sexually assaulted a woman inside the men's bathroom. In the letters, Mitchell claimed that the NBA and the heat security helped separate the woman from her friend and then forced her into the restroom that McGregor and his security guard were already inside of. I mean, if any of this is true, like, it all sounds premeditated, bro. Like, because, like, premeditated in the sense, like, everybody was like, okay, 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 we got you, Connor, you know? In the letters, Mitchell says security refused to let the woman exit or allow anyone else, including her friend, inside the bathroom. The lawyer then claims McGregor emerged from inside a handicap stall and shoved his tongue in the victim's mouth and aggressively kissed her. I mean, what do you guys think he was doing in the stall? You guys think it was like, you know what that means, right? You think he was being Antonio Montana? You think he was being Tony Montana from Scarface? He's telling, he's telling the Diaz, but you want to go to war? Let's go to war. Do you want to go to war? Let's go to war. You guys know what I'm talking about. And then he does the, yup, that's what I'm talking. Let's continue. According to the letters, the woman was able to get McGregor off of her by telling him she was, she had to urinate, sorry. By telling him she had to urinate, but then McGregor allegedly forced her to have oral sex with him. Yikes. Yikes. McGregor, 34 is then accused of grabbing the woman and pinning her against the wall before attempting to sodomize her. Ow. Jesus Christ. Mitchell says the letters the woman in the letters the woman was able to elbow McGregor repeatedly, which gave her a window to escape. However, she allegedly fled in such a hurry that she left her purse, which Mitchell says McGregor's security guards held hostage until she pleaded with them for its return. I mean I don't want to call somebody a liar, but is any of this recorded? Because right now it's his word versus hers. And like, according to the letters, the woman finally got away from it all and went on to report the assault to local authorities on Sunday morning. Mitchell tells us an officer then encouraged the woman to seek out an attorney. 
In the letters which were sent out following the woman's meeting with the cops, Mitchell said the woman is seeking settlements with NBA, the NBA, the Heat, and McGregor in lieu of litigation. Reps from McGregor, however, said in a statement Thursday morning, the allegations are false. Mr. McGregor will not be intimidated, they added. The Heat released a statement Thursday afternoon saying, the organization is aware of the allegations and is conducting a full investigation into the matter the nba added in a statement of its own we are aware of the allegations and we are working with the team to gather more information the ufc also addressed the allegation incident saying it too is aware of the claims and is working on getting more information ufc will allow the legal process to play out before any additional statement there's an update up here the miami police department tells tmz sports that it has been investigating the allegations since sunday and the probe remains ongoing. That means they're still looking into it. Okay. Like, there's a story here, right? But the question becomes, is it on video? Because if it isn't, it's his word versus hers. And who's going to win this case? And the problem is, Connor's such a big star. The UFC says it'll do something. It, won't, it, it will not do anything. I, don't, I love the UFC, but I know how they work. They won't do anything. And then the question becomes, is it true? And I don't like saying that because I don't like calling people liars. I don't know people. Um, but it becomes, are you looking for money? Or I'm hoping this really did not happen to you. Because if it did, that's very sad. But we shall see. Connor deserves his due process. And we'll see what happens. Now, with that being said, we're going to do one more story with our boy Israel Adesonia. Ready? Israel Adesanya believes Francis Ngannou will eventually return to the UFC. Former heavyweight champion Ngannou opted to leave the UFC after several of his requests for a new contract weren't met. PFL signed Ngannou and granted his request, giving him equity in the company and a leadership role within the promotion, as well as flexibility to box. Adesanya sees plenty of people doubting Ngannou's decision. Well, I'm not one of them, Israel. The predator is yet to book a fight in boxing or MMA. But Adesanya urges critics to be patient. I'm proud of him because his story is very unique. From before the UFC, Adesanya said on the MMA Hour, he's paving his own way, signed with the PFL. The story's not over yet. I think everyone needs to chill out and just watch. Because again, I didn't like how 1FC tried to come out and say, we're withdrawing from the deal and try to save face because Francis was honest to them about what was going on. I mean, that was kind of shady by Chaudhry. And I say Chaudhry because Chaudhry was the one that did the statement. UFC President Dana White said Ngannou turned down an offer that would have made him the highest paid heavyweight in the company history, in the company's history, promoting him to say the UFC will never welcome him back. However, Adesanya thinks the UFC and Ngannou will eventually come to terms. This is not a guy that just quits Adesanya. Continue. He never just quits. Dana said some stuff in the past. Woman will never fight in the UFC. Thank you, Scott. It's on video. Look where we are now. Francis will never fight in the UFC again. I think he might do what he does and come back, and then he'll pay him what he deserves, what he's earned, because they effed up. They effed him for a long time. Ngannou hasn't competed since unifying the heavyweight belt against Cyril Gan in January of 2022. He intends on boxing first, then competing in MMA under the PFL banner in mid-2024. Now, I haven't talked to his agent, but I will at some point this week. But I heard 
that they're going to do Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua, and then they're trying to do Francis Ngannou versus Deontay Wilder, which is the fight I always wanted for Francis because they're like the same fighter. So that will be a very competitive fight. But that's all I got for you guys. I'll see you guys later. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out the official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.